0: Where you can grab a seat. I always think it's good that our church likes to hang out and talk to each other, and I have to pull you back in like a herd of cats. So, for anybody who didn't realize what's going on today, today is a day to honor Pastor Chris and Karen Lonneville for serving for 31 years as pastor here. So my name is Jonathan Lonneville, I'm the lead pastor here. I was installed as lead pastor about six months ago. Not many people get to be their dad's boss, but I have for six months and it's been wonderful. (laughs) You can't imagine the ways that I've gotten back at him, the jobs that I've given him to do, It's it's been special. I wish it could continue, you know? So serving for 31 years is pretty amazing. Pastoring is a very unique job in a way that most people probably wouldn't understand because most people aren't pastors. But it can be really challenging to juggle people and all the stuff of life that's going on and what you feel like God has called you to and what you feel like God has called your church to. And it can be stressful and challenging at times. In fact, the average pastor is at an appointment for about three to four years. And that statistic seems kind of crazy to me. But the only reason it seems crazy to me is because, Pastor Chris and Karen have been my pastors for here for 31 years, but they've been my pastors for my whole life. I've taken them with me everywhere I've gone. So they've always been my pastors, but when I look around town, I see that that statistic is actually pretty accurate. When I look at other churches in the area, pastors will be there for a few years, and after a few years, either the congregation gets sick of the pastor or the pastor gets sick of the congregation, and they move on to the next appointment. I'm sure there were lots of times over the years that Pastor Chris and Cameron were tempted to go to another church or to go find another job, but they didn't. They stayed here faithfully serving what God had called them to, and they stayed here and continued to love us. Transitions at churches can be tricky sometimes. Oftentimes, things don't go smoothly. Sometimes there's tension between the leadership in the church. Sometimes there's tension between the uh, outgoing pastor and the incoming pastor. But I can tell you firsthand that this has been a really, really smooth transition here. There's been very little to no tension amongst the leadership. There's been very little to no tension between April and I and Pastor Chris and Karen. And I want to thank them for that this morning. I feel like that in and of itself speaks so much to who they are as people. That Pastor Chris and Karen were able to serve here for 31 years, but still know this is God's church and it's his place. And they didn't attach their hands to it too tightly. It's a bigger deal that they've transitioned this church in a smooth way, a bigger deal than probably most of us realize. When things are going well, we look around and just think it's how it's supposed to be, but the truth is that's not always how transitions go at churches and you guys know that very very well, but it's gone super smoothly here and it's been wonderful and it's largely because of you guys. So thank you. There've most certainly been times over the last 31 years where we have not made it easy for Pastor Chris and Karen to pastor us and some of us are worse culprits than others i'm probably the congregate who's gotten discipline more than anybody else on the planet i've made it very hard for pastor chris and karen to stay here and pastor my whole life i've made it hard for them but they still did it they still stayed here believing god for the promises he had for this church and for each one of us somewhere around 150,000 hours pastor chris and karen have invested into this place pastor chris probably feels tired just thinking about that from from ministering to people through all kinds of things that they've gone through to doing all the practical things that have to happen to make church happen and walking with each of us through the hard times of life thank you for not giving up thank you for not giving up on us and thank you for not giving up on this church so how in the world could pastor chris and karen do this how could they outlast the average pastor by 10 times? There's probably a lot of answers to that question, and maybe Pastor Chris will take some of his retirement and write a book about how, how he was able to stay here long 10 times longer than the average pastor. I think that would be pretty valuable. Um, but there's one specific thing that stands out to me that I want to po- uh, point out to you guys this morning, and I'm pointing this thing out to you to honor them, but also because it's something that if we can put this into our life, it will help us get where God is calling us to go. And that thing is that they never stopped growing. Our bodies grow to a certain point, and then they just start to deteriorate, hopefully slowly. Sometimes it feels like it's happening quicker than we wish it would, right? But we can grow in who we are as people. We can grow in our relationship with the Lord until our very last breath. And I feel like Pastor Chris and Karen have been such awesome examples of this for me and to each of us. It's one of the things that I look up to the most in them. Pastor Chris is so old that when he started writing sermons, he used to have to scratch his sermons into tablets like Moses. But times have changed a lot. Now Pastor Chris writes a sermon on a MacBook Air I can remember watching, he didn't really scratch them into tablets, that's not true, he's not that old. There was paper when he was a child. Um, I can remember watching Pastor Chris print his sermons, and he used to print his sermons on this printer that had paper that had holes all along the side of it. And he would, the teeth would suck it into the printer and keep it aligned, and then it would get done and he would tear off the sides and throw it in the garbage. I remember this because those used to be spitballs, prime spitballs to, to send towards my brother and sister. Pastor Chris evolved. He grew. He was willing to change. I can remember when Ben and I said to Pastor Chris during the pandemic, We would like you to preach from a teleprompter. And he looked at us like we had two heads, like, Preach from a teleprompter. Like, do you realize what paper I used to have to print on? Like, there's no way. But he did it. He got up there and he stood there and he preached from a teleprompter flawlessly, and no one would have had any idea that he was preaching from a teleprompter. Pastor Chris. He doesn't really love televangelists. I'm sorry to burst your bubble, but he's not a big fan of them. But during the pandemic, Pastor Chris literally became a <laughs> televangelist, <laughs> preaching to a camera, not because he liked it, not because it was fun, but he wanted to be faithful to what God called him to, and he wanted to serve us well. Thank you for doing that, Pastor Chris. Some of you might not know this, but a number of years ago, Pastor Chris signed up for a program called Pastors of Excellence, which was a program designed to help pastors in ministry stay in ministry. They saw that there was a problem where pastors would start in ministry and they would drop off eventually. So this program was designed to help pastors deal with the stuff that's going on inside of them so that they can finish the course that God put in front of them. Pastor Chris did that in a time in his life where most pastors would just say, you know what, I am who I am, like I'm done changing, you can't teach an old dog new tricks, like this is who I am, and I'm just going to just be this way until I ride off into the sunset, but not Pastor Chris. He signed up for a program he knew was going to be hard, he knew was going to deal with stuff he had going on inside, and he did it so that he could continue to change and continue to grow to be who we needed him to be so we could serve here well. Thank you, Pastor Chris. Pastor Karen has worn a lot of hats over the years, Sometimes doing things that she loved, sometimes just doing things that needed to be done. So she would jump in and do whatever needed to happen. From running a women's ministry, to being on the worship team, playing congas. She could throw down a mean conga solo, I got to tell you. It's been a couple years, but she's probably still got it in her. (laughs) To counseling people, to helping to oversee the finances at church at a time where we really needed it. To proofreading and editing somewhere around a million documents in my best estimation. But one of the things that I appreciate and look up to the most in Pastor Karen that I've seen her change over the years is in her sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. She's continued to grow in that area, and that's made a huge difference in this church. Many of you will know that in the mid-90s, our church was deeply impacted by an outpouring of the Holy Spirit, and it changed everything at our church. And there's almost every person who's in leadership in any capacity at this church, their lives were marked by the Holy Spirit in that season. It was a powerful time. And I can remember our family going up to uh, Lima to some services that were happening up there. And i got to be honest, Pastor Chris wasn't a big fan. He doesn't like televangelists or crazy revivalists, as it turns out. So there's this guy there. His name was Ray Sell. Pastor Chris wasn't a big fan of his teaching, wasn't a big fan of his preaching. Pastor Chris is like a dictionary. Like He knows all the words, right? And he's, and Ray Sell, this guy, would get up there and preach. And sometimes he would just use one word. He would pray for someone. He would say, filled, filled more and Pastor Chris was like don't you know any more words like come on like (laughs) I don't think Ray's cell would have ever made it to our church if it wasn't for Pastor Karen I can remember listening to my parents in the car ride home and Pastor Chris was like I don't know I don't know about this and Pastor Karen would say let's just give it some time let's just see what the Holy Spirit will do and I'm so grateful for her sensitivity to the Holy Spirit in this church over the years it has shaped what our church has become so thank you for growing in that area Pastor Chris and Karen never stopped growing, and I look up to them so much for this. If we want to make it where God is calling us to go, then we'll follow their lead in never stopping growing. If we were all to share what we wanted to share with Pastor Chris and Karen, we would be here for a week. So we can't do that, so we're going to try and pare it down and try and get through this this morning. But up next, I have an elder here at Family Life Church, Kathy Maurer, who's going to come and share. Thank you, Pastor Chris and Karen.
1: Thank you. You're probably loving this, being up here, right? It's your favorite. <laughs> they normally sit way back there on purpose, so but we love it that they're up here. Good morning. I have just a precious few minutes to communicate two very significant things. First of all, I'll share a quick snapshot of the life and ministry of Pastor Chris and Karen. And secondly, and probably more difficultly, I hope to convey on behalf of myself, my family, and an entire congregation of people that spans more than 30 years, the incredible gratitude we have for both of you. I seriously considered going the George Bailey route, walking through how our lives would have been altered. Had you not both been here, how would life have been different? If, and then I'd stop because I'd start crying and I'm not going to go down there. I don't like to do what if, especially when it's so negative. George Bailey is a fictional character played by Jimmy Stewart, Um, but Chris Lonneville is a real person. Karen Lonneville is a real person. And Pastor Chris has been our pastor and our friend here for for more than 31 years. He was one among many siblings, the eldest living son of George and Hilda Lonneville. And he grew up in Phelps, New York. If you haven't heard, he and his family attended Italy-Naples Baptist Church, right? Yes, and it was there when he was first drawn to the Lord at around 11, and then ultimately surrendered his life to Jesus Christ some years later. Sensing the call to ministry, Chris went on to study at Elam Bible Institute, where he met his beloved bride, Karen. (laughs) After graduating from Bible school, they went on... uh, they certainly got married, but they went on to go ahead and serve uh, <laughs> to serve at Elam and then welcomed their firstborn son, Jonathan, who you just heard from. Soon after that, they launched into pastoral ministry in Sterling and then Calcium in Watertown when they welcomed their second son, Jeremy, and their only daughter, Jennifer. In July of 1991, that's the day Andy and I actually met them, Pastor Chris was invited to candidate here at Full Gospel Community Church in Warsaw. By that September, they they moved their family into a small A-frame building right over here, a a home right over here, kind of small, but they willingly did that and began serving here. Since then, they've raised their children, welcomed grandchildren, preached messages of hope, officiated at weddings, Baby dedications and baptisms, prayed for hundreds, shepherded through good times and some really hard times, and through and they shepherded through an unusual move of the Holy Spirit that that Jonathan uh, mentioned. They counseled and mentored so many of us and traveled thousands of miles to encourage our missionaries. And if that wasn't enough, Pastor Chris decided to start and build a successful business to help support ministries at home and abroad. That is the Redemption Center. Pastor Chris has served and continues to serve in various leadership roles, not only in the realm of Elam Fellowship, but right here in our beloved Warsaw. He's brought wisdom and influence by sitting on the school and town boards, as well as been a part of many other key local agencies, because truly, he and Karen love Warsaw. Now I've shared the very basic details of their journey, but it's hard to communicate the reality of the broad and deep influence here. It's like the outline of a color by number canvas. It gives you the general picture, but it would take many, many hours to fill in all the color that they have brought to this church, to this town, and to our individual lives, amen? So for instance, I can tell you that they have been faithful prayers but did you know that they prayed for you last night? And you know they'll pray for you tonight? They're so faithful. I can tell you that during their ministry, they spent time visiting many people who were sick in the hospital. People like Andy's mom. But do you know that they stood with us in the room as we said goodbye to her and wept with us when she breathed her last. Without question, Pastor Grizzly and were more than Sunday morning ministers. They have consistently made themselves available whenever any one of us has had been in need and called out to help. Well, I guess I believe they always will be. <laughs> Amen. Amen. They also enjoyed laughing and celebrating with their church family and on all sorts of kinds of special occasions, like this one, right? They rejoiced with us when we welcomed our fourth son, Luke into the world almost 30 years ago and then they officiated at his wedding some years ago and then they rejoiced with us when Luke welcomed his first son this year. Pastor Chris and Karen have spent untold hours pouring out their lives to deeply care for you and for me and those that you care about. But why do they do that? Because pastoring has never been just a job to them. It's not just a title. Pastor Chris and Karen are compelled by love. Love for God and love for you. I'm so grateful that I have this opportunity to share just a couple of highlights. But you need to know, you too, that for every single life you've touched, there are a hundred other stories of grace, power, and love. Hearts that are forever changed because of the grace of God. You consistently impart. Your lives have been a deeper, have made a deeper, more impactful. Uh, impression of the kingdom of God in our lives, and you will ever know this side of heaven. And yet, we're going to share some more of these beautiful stories with you, and so you have to take it. Today, we celebrate you and expressed our abundant gratitude for your commitment to the Lord and to us as a church family. We are so grateful for the example you both are of integrity, of faithfulness, of your love for the Word of God, and your relentless pursuit of the, the presence of Jesus. We are all better because of the influence you have had in our lives, and our families, in this house, and in our town and beyond. And we're thrilled that we have a day where we can celebrate you and express our gratitude. Thank you so much, Pastor Chris and Karen. We love you very much. Now we're going to, in keeping with the sharing of the stories, we're going to show you a quick video.
2: need leadership that both challenged me and comforted me. Um, When I felt called to go to Peru, you both guided me in that process. And when things didn't go exactly how I thought they would, you supported me through that and you showed me how to handle that with grace. And I was able to come back still knowing that God used me and
3: I felt loved and supported in that. So thank you. Um, Pastor Chris, uh, you've really been a guiding light in our lives in my life. Um, I'm never going to forget the day that you baptized Heidi and I together. Um, uh, and all those conversations that we have and will continue to have.
0: We love you very much. Um, That you started here, and so that's always been an interesting perspective for me. Thinking that the place I'm at in my life right now is kind of where you were when uh, when you came here and started. And so it's always been kind of impressive to me what you were able to do and, and the things that uh, just the way you lived your life during that period of time. Um, you've been a really great example to us and uh, a really great example to me.
4: We have so many memories are how you both have a love of worship and fully give yourself to that no matter what's going on in your lives. We also love how you love the people of our church from the oldest to, to the youngest, and everyone knows that um, you are fully caring for them. It's not just um, on Sundays, but you're fully caring. You pray and you, and you counsel at all kinds of times. Right off the
5: top of my head, um, I want to thank Chris for, uh, I tried to whittle it down one thing, and I think it's honesty. Uh, For 25 years, whatever it is, we've been here, you've always been honest with me. Uh, Whether it was paying me a
6: compliment with music or something, or whether I had an issue that needed to be dealt with. You were honest with me. You didn't pull any punches.
5: If I needed to be counseled and steered in the right direction, you spoke to your mind and you just said what was biblically
7: right.
6: I remember first meeting you, Chris, at uh, Paul Schultz, job site, probably Pat and Jim Bowers' house. And you were wearing a plaid shirt, so I started calling you Norm Abrams. <laughs> next thing I can remember is uh, the ceilings in my house collapsed, so Norm Abrams came over to help me re-roof,
7: not to re-roof, but actually put a roof on because we ripped the roof off. So thank you for going up there. I don't even like to go up on my own roof. It's uh, too steep, too high. If you were up there with me putting the shingles on. Pastor Chris has always been very welcoming to me. Um, from the time that I started coming to this church, I always really, warm smile and the twinkle in his eye every Sunday when I came into service, and he was always very accommodating to me, especially during COVID, and that's when I first joined the church, and I just really appreciated his warm welcome and the way that he just made me feel so comfortable coming into the church, especially during that difficult time, and Kay Rent has always been someone who I've looked up to as a mentor for the last couple of years, especially through MOPS. It's been great getting to know her. And when I joined the church, she initially outreached to me about setting up a small Facebook group during the Realign Challenge, and it was really great to get to know her better and learn more about her, and I just really appreciate the way that both Pastor Chris and Karen welcomed me when I came to Family Life Church, and although I'd known both of them from the community for a little while, it just really felt like coming home.
3: We would uh, just like to thank Chris and Karen for making us feel so welcome when we came here to Family Life and uh, for their friendship and and uh, it's just been a great experience so far. We, we thank you. And all the best, I All the best. And yeah, we do
7: this together. They, they both they have been called by, by God, God day they or night. They it does, does not keep them from ministry. ministry. They, they are loved and appreciated not afraid to to show their emotions. With all this said, remember to come and visit us often. Love, prayers, and good health.
2: Frank and County, Frasier.
4: We love your care and how you um, care for the missionaries and watch over them. How you pray for them, but they also know that they can count on somebody, a leader that they can talk to. And they've expressed that in many ways, and how they have always, there's a lot of churches they're connected with, but this feels a lot like home.
5: Well, Pastor Chris and Karen, it's been uh, a great many years that we've uh, known you and had you as friends and pastor, and, uh, we just thank you so much for uh, all that you have taught us and shared with us throughout the Meetings and everything. We've just, uh, we've really appreciated your leadership.
3: It's very hard to sum up all these past years, but I, I just am so so grateful that Lord, the Lord brought us here to Family Life Church, and then He brought you here to Family Life Church. Well, it was full gospel in the day, but I know that, yeah, you were meant to be here, and I was meant to be here, and that contributed so much to my walk in the Lord. I just can't ever tell you thank you enough for your faithfulness to your callings and I know sometimes that wasn't easy but you walk through it and, you, and I think of some of the really hard hard times but I never heard you complain, I never heard you say anything negative about situations or people you just walk through your time ministering in a a way that you honored the Lord and I could see that and it spoke so much to my own heart how you wanted to please him and bless him in your time here.
2: Cameron, I want to thank you for your obedience to the Lord. All these years, we've known you for 26 years or more and um, I, I appreciate your stepping out and sharing the pictures that the Lord shows you from time to time. They're really so encouraging. Also, um, there have been times when you could have been quick to judge, but instead you chose to ask questions and listen to make sure you understood me. I also appreciate your gentleness and compassion in spite of the difficulties you face in your physical health. Um, you've left a fine example of looking beyond those difficulties, and focusing on the Lord's goodness, showing compassion on those who are also going through hard times? Well, before I actually came, I remember
1: praying for God to ask to send me to a church, and I had been to this church once or twice uh, in the years before, and when he told me this was a church to come to, I was like, oh no, you got that wrong, totally wrong, because this is not my church, and
7: the first day I showed up was your first official service and I don't
3: many years, and as this
6: chapter of your life comes to an end, we know that God has more plans for you, and that your ministry is not ending just this season of your
3: ministry. We
8: thank you so much for everything you've done. Whatever it
1: is to have this opportunity to share with you our full hearts of gratitude. With you, um, certainly we're grateful to you, but we're also grateful mostly to the Lord, because you're such gifts to the body to to the town of Warsaw and certainly to us and to our family, Um, officiating our children's weddings and and, um, pastoring us over these many years Um, and and more, more than that, having um, served as a church secretary and a secretary to you, pastor, is um, certainly a highlight of my life as it, it raised me up and taught me so many things in ministry. Um, and I'm um, still walking in so many of the principles that you
9: modeled. Um, you've helped us and been with us through all kinds of various trials and ups and downs with our family and different situations and crises and we're just extremely grateful to both of you. You've mentored us, prayed with us and for us and there's countless hours catering of one-on-one time um, as you helped me to navigate So many of life's trials and motherhood. But as I was thinking back in the past years and different memories, I thought how much life has changed in so many ways for both of us. Kids have grown, our families have grown, the church has grown, we've gotten older, and now here you are moving on to a new season and a new chapter in your lives. I pray for you both that as you leave behind this season of pastoring Family Life Church, sweet memories will linger in your mind and hearts as you think about all that's gone before. And as you walk into this new season of retirement, I pray you'll know fullness and joy as you continue to walk out God's purpose for and in your lives. And thank you just so much for caring and loving us and our family. I know that that care is genuine, and I'm forever grateful for both of you. And I know you'll, we'll see you around. <laughs> we love you both. God
10: bless. The, the pop bottles. Going down 490 okay. and getting all of those pop
6: bottles in and- soft drinks and stuff off the expressway digging through the snow. That's what's all I We've had a lot of fun
9: with you guys. been all the series Thanks, <laughs> too. All
6: right. That's all I yeah.
11: got. <laughs> <laughs> um, wonderful. I'm Ben Schultz. Um, I've had the privilege of being here on staff um, since 2010. I've been on staff here. So I've had an incredible privilege of uh, Growing up in ministry, and my career in ministry, getting started um, under Pastor Chris and Kay Renning, so getting to learn from his example um, and getting to learn a lot from him, and uh, I consider that to be a huge privilege, so I'm grateful for that opportunity. We have uh, several special guests here with us today, Um, and I'm going to invite a couple of them to come and share. Uh, We've heard about the influence that Pastor Chris has had um, on several people in this church, in this church body. Um, but Pastor Chris has had a in- remarkable influence outside of our church's sphere as well, so that's why we want to invite a couple of guests to share so you can get a picture of um, some of the influence he's had and the impact that he's had um, outside of this church. So uh, the first I want to invite is Chris Ball, who is the president of Elam Fellowship. Elam Fellowship is a uh, community of churches and pastors and um, ministries that our church is a part of, um, and Chris is the president of that group. And... Uh, and so he has seen uh, some of the other side of Pastor Chris, and so I'd love to have him come and share um, about, yeah. Thank you, Chris.
5: The other side of Pastor Chris. (laughs) That side is just as beautiful as the other side. Amen. Congratulations, both of you. I really am honored to have been asked to be a part of this today. I'm going to give you a verse that This would be a verse that every pastor in here would have read to many other pastors. Your pastor and his wife would have read this verse to many pastors who are being installed in churches or in ministry, and it would have been read to them at one point. I know of nobody that has fulfilled this verse better than your pastors. Do not let anyone think less of you because you're young or older. Be an example to all believers in what you say, in the way you live, in the way you love, in your faith, and in your purity. Chris and Karen, you have both been examples to follow. I've followed your example personally. In what you say, in the way you have lived, the way you love the way your faith has moved mountains and your purity. These are some of the areas that we have noticed as a fellowship. It's the things we look for in our credential holders. It's the things we we hope for in our credential holders, and it has been fulfilled in your pastors. First in your family, you've heard how you loved each other. That's very important. We've seen you love each other. And it has meant so much to us how you've served your children and how you cared for your parents. As you know, your parents were very dear to our movement and we watched you. And I, I on many occasions, I've had people say to me, Chris and Karen are doing it right. We're thankful for that model. Second, you have shepherded your congregation. You know more than I do. How you've shepherded this congregation First Peter says shepherd the flock of God that is among you exercising oversight not under compulsion I've, I've not seen that but willingly as God would have you not for shameful gain but eagerly not domineering over anyone that you have charge with but being examples so your family your congregation, your community, how you pastored your community. Your website says, we are a passionate community of believers in Jesus Christ located in the small rural town of Warsaw, New York. We love to worship God and our desire, it's right in your entrance, uh, your, your introduction that most people would look to find a church. It's, it's included. But our desire is to be a blessing first to him, to one another, and then to our community. It's a part of your DNA. You have prayed, served, blessed the people of Warsaw and the surrounding communities. You're going to continue to do that. You're going to continue to be a part of the organizations that you are a part of in leadership. You have served the world though, your community, doesn't just stop at Warsaw. This is where Elam has really come into play to be a partner with you as well. We've watched you minister in China. I've been there after you have been there. And I've heard about your testimonies of teaching and preaching in that small little hideaway or in that hotel when the hideaway was closed. He has served the community of Warsaw, but he served the community of the nations. I just mentioned one of them, and so have you, Karen, as a prayer warrior. Your support for Elam Bible Institute and College is remarkable, and it's recognized. Your name comes up often. I've had the privilege of serving with Pastor Mike Kavanaugh, the former president, and I've listened and I've heard his voice, your voice, your church come up as a support to the Bible College, not just financially but being a part of a meeting or something like that. So it's not just the community of Warsaw, not just China, but it's a college. But I'm also talking about your Elam family of Elam Fellowship. You've both stood through the schools uh, thick, thick and thin, in the thick and thin. Your kids have attended the school. Chris and Karen, your lives at Elam Fellowship have just been amazing. Chris, your role as an area rep, regional director, have been modeled to the point that you are somebody that we can say: if you want to know how to be a regional director, if you want to know how to be a, a pastor, if you want to know how to be an area rep, this couple knows how to do it. Be examples. They're an example to follow. <clears throat> Karen, your voice. Sometimes through an email of correction, of support, has meant the world to me as a general secretary for 10 years and also now as a president of Elam Fellowship. Your encouragement to me. Chris, I'm standing with you on this. Thank you for sharing that. Your voice to me. Are you sure you wanted to say that? (laughs) Are you with me? I don't remember the exact one, but I remember the voice. <laughs> but I want you to know it helped me. It helped me because I knew it was coming from a heart of love. And I knew it was coming from a heart of correction that I needed. You have brought strength to my role. So, as a board member of Elon Bible Institute and College, and as the president of Elon Fellowship on behalf of the entire Elon family, many of them here today. I want to honor you both today and say thank you with all my heart for the examples that you have been and that you have given to all of us. You have given us a life well served. We believe that you should stay on our team. We need you. May the years before you become as amazing amazing as the journey upon this foundation that you have laid because I know you will continue to be an example to all believers in what you say in the way you live, in the way you love, in the way you have faith, and in your purity. Congratulations, and thank you so much. Uh,
11: The next guest I want to invite up is uh, Joe Jansen, um, who is the uh, uh, director of US um, Ministries and uh, a longtime friend of uh, Chris and Kieran. (laughs) (laughs) Can't all right.
12: Good to see everybody. Uh, where's John? Because someone, I'm um, you. This is I'm not using paper, so anything could happen right now. Uh, we could lose it. We could lose it all. But yeah, uh, we've known Kristen, Karen for a long time. Uh, Joanne longer than me, and uh, so she wants to be able to share and uh, with you guys.
13: I'm gonna keep. brief. I'm gonna try. 2022. I'm gonna talk about you. 2022. We is our 50th anniversary. Isn't that crazy? And I, Karen, um, I was, um, she's a little older than me, I'm not trying to make that a point, but the point is this, when I was, I'll never forget this, when I was eight years old, I, Karen and I were campus kids together, and, um, and she, she was a teenager, and she said to me, why don't you come to my house? We can, you know, we'll sit on my bed and talk, and I was like, really? Who, what teenager takes an eight year old to their apartment? She lived in the bottom of the tab, remember? And I, we sat on her bed for a couple hours and she just was my friend. And it meant so much to me. I mean, and you'll know by the time I'm done with this, how much I adore this woman and her family from her parents down to her grandchildren. I, I pray for them, I honor them, I love them. They mean a lot to me. I've been at their baby showers, their weddings. It's important to me. She's the kindest person that I know, literally. She comes from my favorite family the 17-year-old girl was destroyed. And her dad redeemed me, really. And what he did is he put me at a desk right next to her <laughs> in the accounting office. And we had some of the best laughs because one of the people that we worked with was really, really difficult to work with. And I stress really, really. Caron was a real support to me then. <laughs> so was Paul Johansson, I can't lie. <clears throat> I want to thank you for loving me well, because you really have. And I, we got our ministerial license on the same day. Your dad wanted us to have it on the same day. He called me and told me that. So I thought I'd mention that.
5: I, still keep <laughs> I believe
13: that. But I just want you to know that I love you and I love your family, and I, it's been a joy to love them all these years. So thank you. Awesome.
12: Thanks. Well, Chris, I'm going to talk to you a little bit. Well, it's not going to be that heartfelt, but uh, <laughs> um, we've known each other, though, uh, a long, long time. We did uh, maintenance together at uh, the Bible school. Um, I, he taught me a lot. Chris taught me a lot about uh, plumbing uh, and a, a little bit about electrical. Um, but, you know, it was, well, his, his intensity was always what got me because I, uh, I was intense in a different way. Uh, like getting in trouble a lot, even though I was, you know, an adult. And sometimes down there, like in the parts where we get all the parts, I just remember a couple times you just, I would be doing something stupid and Chris would just glare at me, you know, and I was like, oh, okay, okay. Uh, But we learned a lot there. We did uh, devotions together where the staff actually had to do them. You had to do devotions. And uh, we learned a lot about preaching and teaching what not to do and stuff like that. I think most of all, oh, going to, I went to China, we mentioned China, and I learned there that Chris walks fast. Um, and I thought I was a fast walker. Uh, our family were fast walkers from the, the New York City area, but man, because his legs, look at me. I look like a small challenge person. Um, my, my wife says I can't use the M word. Um, and, so, but, and so he is just flying. And I, I, there was a bunch of us trying to keep up with him. I had to run in order to keep up with his walking. I mean, And that's what I would say about Chris and uh, that I really appreciated. He's all in. When he makes a decision uh, for whatever that decision is, he's prayed about it, he's researched it, and you can count on him to be absolutely 100% he's in on it. Just like we, we had mentioned uh, passes of Excellence, I went through it at a different time. But just watching, I've never seen anybody, um, and I mean this in a really, really positive way, the transformation, because I knew, I knew you when we were really young, but the transformation uh, that has taken place, you know, uh, is just amazing what Jesus has done with an all-in person. I've, 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 I've been with Chris, uh, and I've seen the change. The softening of heart and the care for people, like uh, he's one of our uh, regional regional guys, and he these two are they know about everybody, not just in this region, but they are connected to people, and uh, but I just marvel, Chris, at the the transforming power of God that you are a learner from you know, and you want to continue to learn and grow, but not just learn because we can all learn. He he asked Jesus to transform his life. To be, more, to be more like Jesus, and that's, that's really challenging. And one other thing I want to say, I, as pastoring, there's, no, there's nobody better. I mean, what a, he has taken Acts chapter 1-8 and brought it to life. You know, a lot of small churches, Elam churches, were much stronger about overseas. We're sending money overseas, and but then they, they neglect their hometown. But in this church, your pastor has made sure that this town Truly, would miss you if you weren't here. If this church ceased to exist, this town would absolutely miss you. And there's a lot of small churches the towns wouldn't. They wouldn't be missed by missionaries and the money they give. But you've done one-eight. You've made you you have brought the Holy Spirit to this place, and not just in church. You've made Jesus known all through this region. And I that to me, that's real church when you're changing the lives and changing the atmosphere of the community around you. So uh, Chris, I consider you a really good friend. Uh, You're a loyal, loyal prayer. I know you've prayed for me, and uh, it's always a joy to be with you. So thank you, and uh, thanks for having us here to be a part of this special occasion.
11: Thank you guys. Up next, we have another video uh, with some greetings for you.
10: Testing,
12: testing.
0: <laughs> Sound man all the way through. Uh, uh,
12: we come bearing gifts. <laughs>
6: <laughs> and I'm gonna, I'm gonna let her.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks all for sharing in such a uh, special occasion. We really appreciate it. Um, and, and let the festivities continue. But uh, to launch here, we're gonna offer a couple uh, just uh, tokens of our appreciation just tokens of our appreciation. Um, we have a card here that your board has signed, and in it, uh, from, from a grateful body, is uh, some gift certificates that might help you enjoy yourself on a golf course. <laughs> you yeah. Might have some more time now. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's right. Um, Liz has here uh, a presentation for Karen that is a specially created scrapbook of the past 31 years for her to enjoy and, and to review. Also, we have for you, Kayrin, um, 31 red roses to represent every year you've been serving here faithfully. We love you, we're so grateful for your life. And then finally, we have here a handcrafted wood box for Pastor Chris, handcrafted by Jack Wilson. (laughs) Do you? He says he recognizes the handiwork. This box, um, today you're going to get a lot of cards and notes, um, and probably beyond even today. This is to hold those things, because we know based upon things you've shared with us that you um, keep a file or have had in the past a file where you have some negative things that people have said. Uh, over the years, we won't review those things. And, and it's just a handful of these negative letters that he kept in a file. Um, so we decided to make a box and ask you to put all of the positive things, which will there, be, there will be multiple more, words of encouragement and notes of gratitude to cherish and so we decided to give you a box to put it in. (laughs) So thank you so much. We love you. We appreciate you and uh, be blessed. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, And if you have something to put in that box, we're going to take this box and put it out in the foyer. Uh, So if you have something you want to put in that box, go ahead if you forgot. There's paper and pens out there to write something nice, so go ahead and do that. Uh, But at this time, we're going to invite up uh, any of the guest ministers that are here who are visiting today. Come on up. Any family that wants to come up as well, we're going to have a short time of prayer that Pastor Mike Cavanaugh is going to lead us in. So come on up.
6: Why do folks gather around? Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus.
12: Hallelujah.
6: Hallelujah. If anybody has anything they feel from the Lord they want to share, I want to give you an opportunity, Um, you know, our time is limited, but if you have a a sense from the Lord, so just look at me, and I'll hand you this microphone, and there you go.
8: I don't do well off the cuff, because I wasn't prepared for this, but I think there are six of us here today, six siblings And if you knew the ragtag, dysfunctional mess of a family that we came from, it's a miracle. And I just want to honor Chris and Karen, who I know have been the faithful ones to pray for our family every night. And I've appreciated that. When I think of Chris and Karen, I think of faithful, loyal, who love the Lord and love his people. And I am grateful for them. And I'm thankful that Chris had the courage and the bravery to surrender his life to the Lord in spite of our childhood and just give himself completely to doing his work and honoring him the way he has done with his ministry, his family, every everything that he puts his hand to. And I'm the oldest, and so I just want to say that He has been a blessing to our family beyond what we even know, and I know that it will go on for eternity what he has done and said and preached all those years, and he's one of the best preachers I know, and I've heard some good ones.
6: That's saying something from your sister. Holy smokes. Okay, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Jesus, I saw um, this morning. I was I got arose early just to seek the Lord. Coming here today, and uh, an image came into my mind of three couples, and um, one of them represents your past. One of them represents your present. And one of them represents your future. And that first couple was uh, Zachariah and Elizabeth. Uh, when it speaks, uh, the Bible speaks about them. It says that they were righteous in the sight of God, and uh, that they, uh, you know, just that they were totally on board with the Lord. Whatever God said, they were they were totally ready to follow and obey and do what the Lord uh, wanted them to do. Uh, even when they w- were confused or struggled, they they would press on through and uh, and this this is a beautiful picture of your of your past, the testimonies that we've heard today, uh, just right there. And then the second couple I saw was a couple representing your present. and it was Mary and Joseph. And uh, just uh, just saw. You know, just saw that that wonderful combination of surrender and confusion, and uh, you know, just uh, you know, be it unto me according to your will. Just not and and yes, Lord, I'll do what you tell me to do, even though things don't make sense here, and I we don't exactly know where the next step is going, and yet we're obeying and we're following and. And, uh, just the, I I just felt like the Lord wanted you to know that it's okay. You know, you don't have to have it all clear in your brain. You don't have to, that, that, that what he's looking for is that surrendered heart. Be it unto me according to your will, Lord. We'll go where you want us to go. We'll do what you want us to do. We'll be what you want us to be. Be it unto me according to your will, Lord. And then the the third couple I saw was uh, Aquila and Priscilla and, uh, and, i just I see them as representing your future because this amazing couple uh traveled with uh Paul were used in amazing ways to disciple apollos and to uh lead in all kinds of different ministries home ministries and uh di- just all kinds of different ways that they uh moved in but but that there was going to be a time uh of finding your ministry, that you're going to find. Basically, it's not, don't be afraid that there that there's not a future. There is a future. There's a hope, and you're going to find your place, right? Not just something to do, but you're going to find your place, like Aquila and Priscilla did. They were they were bo- both in a sense uh, refugees the, when you know the whole story of where they came from. But uh, they 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 came together and joined with Paul, and they found. Their place, they knew their place, and God has a new place—not necessarily geography change, but a new place of ministry for you in this hour, in this time that's coming ahead. And uh, and the Lord just so so think about these three couples, and and uh, if you would uh, maybe even take a little time to meditate on them, look look a little bit about them, each of them, as they represent both your past, your present, and your future. And Lord, now we, the friends, the people who have been influenced, the people who have been touched uh, by these two so profoundly over decades, Lord, it's not just, uh, it's decades and decades that we've had a chance to observe and to watch and to see development and see growth and see, Lord, we right now, we reach our hands out, we lay our hands upon them right now with the full confidence that that which God has begun, he is able to complete. That he will finish the work that he has begun. And we lay our hands on them right now. And that which you have given to us, Lord, we impart to them right now for this new season, Lord. This new day, this new hour, Lord. We thank you for it, God. And we just We just bless them right now in the mighty name of Jesus. We know you have them in your hands. We know you have this congregation in your hands. And uh, we know you're going to finish what you have begun. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. (laughs) Give a hand. You can do that. Give a hand. It's okay. Yeah, God is good.
0: We wanted to give Pastor Chris and Karen just a couple of minutes to express anything that they wanted to to the congregation, so we're going to give them the opportunity to do that now.
10: Wow. If I'd known you guys were going to be this nice, I would have done it 20 years ago. Uh, um, Let me first and foremost say thank you. Thank you for uh, this day, of course, but thank you for giving us the privilege of being here over these years and serving you as we serve the Lord. Uh, I can't think about our lives without thinking about this church and you, our people, because the truth is, though you're God's people, and we've always recognized that, the truth is, deep in our hearts, you're our people, and we constantly hold you there. Um, it's been mentioned a couple times, and Julie just referenced it, but um, I was born in 1958 to a family with a father who hated religion, hated anything to do with God, and was a, uh, a broken man. He, in his brokenness, reverted to that comfort that he could find from a bottle but in 1970, God miraculously reached down. I don't know why to this day. God reached down and touched his heart and saved him, saved him. I don't mean saved him. I mean saved him to a point where one day he got mad and said, that's it. I'm done with this God stuff. And he bought two bottles of Jack Daniels, downed it like it was water, and got mad because God wouldn't even let him get drunk anymore. <laughs> he got saved, saved, saved. In 1975, and during those interim years, by the way, I had decided anything that was good for my dad probably wasn't good for me, so I tried to avoid all of it, but in 1975 with David Reynolds, who is my brother-in-law sitting right back there at Circle C Ranch, I made the decision I was going to be a Christ follower for the rest of my life, no matter what. Went from there to Elam, of course, where I met Karen. We married. Uh, We've pastored a couple of different places. But I I leave with you just this very simple thought. In 1994, God showed up in a way that I didn't even know He could. Um, I had loved God for a long time, I had studied His Word. And so I felt like I was a person of the Word to some extent. But in 1994, I met something of God I had never known was even possible and he changed my life forever and he continues to change it. I want to say to you as a congregation, number one, we're still going to be around. Uh, My grandson Caleb, when he came in this morning, put his hand on my chest and said, I'm really sorry, Grandpa, that you're losing your job. Uh, (laughs) Then he said uh, something like, I heard that Uncle John has kicked you out. Which is true. (laughs) Uh, No, we initiated, of course. But uh, I say to you, we'll still be around. We're still going to be living right next door. This is our church. You're our people and always will be. But I say to you, the thing that marks us, the thing that makes a difference, is if we are a people of his presence, his purpose, his power, and his passion. That's who we are. That's who we will always be as we continue to pursue his presence above all. So I encourage you in our last official day that you be a people who run hard after God. And if we do that, we can't go wrong. Now, Karon has all the details. I don't. <laughs>
14: it's hard to go last. First of all, I'm emotional. <laughs> Second of all, I see the clock. But Chris said he would give me his extra time. We had a time limit, and hes I get to add his time to mine. Um, I'm going to mostly read this because it'll just go better that way. When I think of this season in our lives, the song, The Goodness of God, is my theme. All my life, he has been faithful. All my life, he has been so, so good. With every breath that I am able, I will sing of the goodness of God. And that's what I see when I look back at 42 years of ministry and 31 years here in Warsaw. All our days we've been held in his hands. He led us by his voice, sometimes through the fire, but his mercy never failed us. His goodness was always running after us, and it still is, and I'm so grateful. So I give thanks first to God for allowing us the privilege of serving Him here in Warsaw. The first time I visited Warsaw, I must have been about 15 or 16, and I came here to compete in Bible quizzing in the Cooperative Extension Building. That was just kind of a blip in my teenage years, and I had no idea that about 16 years later, it would become my home. But after a visit here in the summer of 91, we found ourselves returning to candidate and then being asked to come and pastor what was then Full Gospel Community Church. We said yes to the Lord's plan and moved here, having no idea it would become home in the way that it has. In addition to thanking God, I wanna thank all of you, our friends, the Congregation of Family Life Church, and you also represent many others who have been a part of this church over the last 31 years. Thank you for allowing us into your lives and your hearts. Thank you for being open to embrace us and to accept our ministry. Thank you for faithfully walking with us as we learned and grew together. Thank you for receiving us, for loving us, for caring for us, for honoring us, for forgiving our weaknesses, and for drawing ministry out of us, for believing in us and trusting us and faithfully serving our community with us. You have blessed us beyond what we ever deserved, and we will always be grateful for this church family. There's no way to fit 31 years into the two and a half minutes I was given, but I learned a great lesson from my sons a few years ago. They had a curfew for their time to be home, and like most moms of teenagers, I was sitting up, waiting, wondering, when were they gonna be home? It was about time and they weren't there and the phone rang. And I think it was Jonathan who said to me, I know it's time to be home, but we're coming down the hill and we're just about there. So Jonathan, I'm coming down the hill and I'm just about there. I'm grateful for that wise way of handling time constraints. So uh, I'm following in his footsteps. I wanna try and reminisce quickly about some of what we have participated in during the time we've been here. I quickly recalled over 50 guest ministries who come in and challenged and encouraged us. When we got here, we had Sunday school, Sunday morning service, Sunday night choir practice, Sunday evening service, Wednesday night services, youth group, worship practice, yes, I was on the worship team, and Tuesday morning ladies Bible study, and jail ministry and nursing home ministry, We had tambourines, and eventually uh, flags, banners on the walls, shofars, and dance ministry. We've had probably over 100 fellowship dinners, Sunday school picnics, the come and see dinners, guess who's coming to dinner, Season saints gathering with dinner, and now the middles with picnics. We had intercession. I need a drink. Sorry, a little break. <laughs> we had intercession teams and prophetic training and catchers and drop cloths. We had about 30 years of Camp Judah involvement, one way youth events, atmosphere, Elam Youth Conference, impact conference. Winter Circle Youth Group, Destiny Impact Generation Ministry, Hearts on Fire, Kids Ablaze, Harvest Parties, Christmas Parties, Easter Extravaganzas, Talent Shows, Hope Light, Transform, Connection, Family Power Church, Mops, Kids Life, Men's Bible Studies, and Life Groups. We had early morning prayer and late night intercession. There was Bring a Gift to Jesus Sunday, a variety of VBSs. We had bulletins and the Oasis newsletter and overheads. We had coffee hour after church, then coffee hour before church, and after church, then no coffee hour, then coffee hour only before church, then no coffee in the sanctuary, and now coffee corner before and after church with cookies and coffee everywhere. (laughs) We had the HELPS team. We had one parsonage burned down and built another. We renovated the building inside and out. We had over 60 missions trips during our time here, with well over hundred individuals participating and more than 20 nations touched. We've had over 30 people attend Yale and Bible Institute, just going while we're here, but a lot more that are here that also attended before coming here. Uh, we've supported ministries all around the world. God gave Chris the vision for the Warsaw Redemption Center, and the impact of that has been felt in our own church, our own community, and in nations all around the world. We've helped with projects ranging from disaster relief to missionary care to upgrades like a new sidewalk here in Warsaw. We've had the picnic in the municipal parking lot, floats in the Fourth of July parade, stations at Moonlight Magic and Valley Fest. Our ladies cleaned up garbage in the Walmart Plaza. We've had huge yard sales to raise funds for missions. We've done many outreaches. We've had funerals and weddings, including the joy of watching kids that we knew from birth come back and get married here, and then dedicate their own children to the Lord, and we've seen some of them even choose to stay and serve at Family Life Church. Being able to serve generations of families is one of the real honors and joys of pastoring. We have one family where we are now working with the fourth generation. For a while, we had four generations of our own family here as well, when my parents joined us, and uh, Chris was their pastor. We had the celebration weekend for the 30th anniversary of this church where we brought back the previous pastors and honored them for their investment in this place. And I have to mention, as several people already have, the privilege we had to host renewal services, particularly the two weeks. While Ray Cell was here in 1994, we saw our back lawn filled with cars, our building packed to overflowing, while hundreds of people who were hungry for the presence of the Lord came back morning after morning and night after night To see their lives touched and transformed. We had the precious privilege of hosting God's presence in this place, and those of us who were here experienced God in ways we never had before, and we are marked by those days, and we long for a fresh move of the Spirit in this house. Now, I don't say these things to somehow take credit for them as if we did this, but rather to emphasize the joy of ministering in a church where the grace of God flowed, People experienced the power of the Holy Spirit, caught vision, and chose to jump on board and wholeheartedly follow Jesus. It has truly been our privilege to be a part of this church and this community. We've been asked a lot in the last few months if we're moving or what we will be doing, so I just want to reiterate what we have said to many of you privately. We do not plan to move away. This is our home. You are our family. Warsaw is our community, and we intend to keep it that way. We will serve in the church here just as many of you do, and we will support the new leadership and their vision. Our roles and responsibilities will be different, but our love and commitment to this place will not change. I want to say thank you to all of you who worked to make today happen. You've blessed us far beyond what we deserve, and we're humbled and moved by your love and honor. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts. We're so grateful for the years we've had here at Family Life Church And we look forward with you all to what God will do as we press ahead with new leaders and fresh vision.
0: Thank you all so much for coming and honoring Pastor Chris and Karen with us today. We will continue honoring them this evening at our Christmas party slash retirement party. And we'll look forward to partying then. Thanks again for coming and have a blessed week.